Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to episode number 15 of the Talking Blues podcast. Uh, another two-episode week for everyone. It's going to be a Chelsea versus Sheffield United uh, preview. But don't forget, we got to recap a little bit of the Chelsea versus Ren game group stage uh, in the UEFA Champions League. So let's start out with this. It's match day. Uh, Chelsea versus Ren. We're getting ready. We're getting set for the lineup. Uh, and we hear the um, kind of worrying news that Chelsea star signing Kai Havertz um, tested positive for COVID-19 and he was self-isolating, which meant he was out of the lineup. Um, I guess Frank did have him in there, so he took him out quickly um, and and he replaced him with, I believe, um, who was it now? Probably, if I'm looking at the lineup, Jorginho. Mason Mount. Yeah, Jorginho or Mason Mount. One of the um, two. Yeah, it depends. He didn't say exactly who he took out, but we knew, I guess, that he was supposed to be in the lineup because he did say, um, you know, that he's out of the lineup due to COVID-19. Uh, and Kai Havertz is still self-isolating. We know he will not be in the game against Sheffield United. Frank already talked about that. Um, and some other news that we'll, we'll get to a little bit in the preview. But first of all, let's talk about this game. Uh, Chelsea again. This is six games in a row now, I believe, that Chelsea... Um, have not allowed a single goal. Another clean sheet for Mendy, which is just just great. I, you know, I'll take it. Um, and I have to say that I'm fine with Timo Werner being our penalty taker for now on. I mean, I don't know what Jorginho, how he feels about that. I, I don't really care how he feels, to be honest, because I think Timo Werner uh, should be taking penalties for us for the rest of the season. And for the rest of the time, you know, he's with Chelsea. I know I'm going a little too far here, but I think it's perfect. Um, he got a goal right in the in the 10th minute, in the 41st minute, both from penalties. Uh, and basically, once you're already up by a 2-0 margin, um, and, you know, you're lucky enough to have the other side get a red card, and it's, it's 11 on 10, and it was basically uh, an easy rest of the game for Chelsea. What a great game by Reese James. Um, you know, him moving up the pitch, uh, uh, you know, up and down, defending as well, uh, was pretty good. And you have the pairing um, of right now with our defenders of Thiago Silva and Kurt Zuma, and let's clap it up for Peter. Um, you know, 
congratulations because he really called this. Uh, Alex and I were kind of going all over the place with our changes, and really nothing was made to, to change this Chelsea starting lineup, uh, and they were perfect. When you're having, you know, Kurt Zuma and Thiago Silva right now who are who's on a roll, and, I mean, you want to add in Ben Chilwell as well, I really don't worry uh, right now. I know I, I, I might be a little too bold right now with what I'm saying, but I, I'm not worried with Kurt Zuma and Thiago Silva in that back line, which I think is so great as a Chelsea fan to be able to to say that uh, and and not be scared about you know when when the other when the opposing side is attacking that oh they could score a goal at any chance because we have the shaky Kepa Rizvalaga in that um, which we don't right now with Edouard Mendy who made another uh, pretty good save in this game and then you have Kurt Zuma and Thiago Silva. Um, and and you know also also the the backs as well with Ben Chilwell and Kepa or not Kepa sorry Kepa um with Aspi Aspi the Quetta um but Reece James was in in this game anyway um so Reece James played very well it was a great ball into Tammy Abraham who kind of just had a really nice tap in um and that brings Chelsea to a three no win and that brings them to the top of the group stage once again I mean they were in you know, the top of the group stage before this game because of the goal differential. But now this kind of secures them into that top role. Um, and yeah, I mean, we have a break this week. Uh, Chelsea will come back in two weeks uh, and play another game in Group E. They're still, Sevilla is still tied with Chelsea in points, but due to the goal differential, Chelsea has seven goals um, compared to Sevilla's two. But both teams are two and one. Uh, drawing against each other as well. So pretty interesting there. But um, yeah, I mean, I think we talked about this, right, Peter? Because I, I got to give you a chance to talk here. I'm going a little too long. Um, we, we obviously talked about in last episode, it really seems like it's going to come down to a single game between Chelsea and Sevilla for that top spot. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they almost, Sevilla almost lost to Krasnodar. They had to come back from a deficit and with a man down, which is actually very impressive. But yeah, it's 100%. I don't think... I think we'll be able to win our remaining games besides Sevilla. And I think that's going to be the last challenge to determine whether we're top of the group or if we're second. But I mean, now it's pretty much, there's almost zero chance that we don't make it to the knockout stages, which I don't think there was any doubt before, but now it's just confirmed. And moving on to the game as a whole, there's a lot to unpack. You kind of explained everything. So now it's my turn to explain everything. Um, Defensively, very good again. I agree with what you said. It's great to be able to be confident in our defense instead of having to be really shaky and always nervous every time someone's moving forward. I think Thiago Silva is a huge part about that. He was a great, great, great signing. He kind of like, I don't know. I think it's just him being there. His leadership and his experience just helps everybody else play better. And I mean, I think that's just what we needed. We kind of needed someone to to step up there and be the leader of the back line. Obviously, Aspie's there too, but I mean, like, Thiago Silva has really come in and he's he's done he's done great. And I mean, Mendy obviously made another great save to get another clean sheet. He's looking like a great signing. I mean, Chilwell's looked really really impressive. And I mean, for all the people that said, "Oh, Chelsea's spending way too much money on attack," their defense has looked arguably better their defensive signings have looked arguably better than their attacking signings and i mean i think that's just great because that's what we needed to we needed to work on it i think we kind of figured that out 
So moving on now to attacking wise, I Jorginho is had and Werner and Frank. I believe they talked about it. I think in I don't remember whose interview. I think it was in. I think Jorginho was asked about it in an interview, and he said he was happy to give it to Werner. And Werner just said that Frank just told them before the game that if there's any penalties, he should take them. So I think it's nothing. It's nothing. I think it's just Werner's the penalty taker now. I don't think Jorginho's happy. Jorginho doesn't mind, and it's good to see Werner being able to slot those in. And but I do want to move to the second penalty, which I think that. It was a penalty, yes, but it was not a yellow card. It should not have been a red card. And I mean, that's just, that's why that's where VAR is kind of annoying. Because, like, by definition, yes, it should have been a yellow card. But, like, in the flow of the game and what, it bounced off his leg and hit his hand. That's, like, that shouldn't be, that shouldn't have been a second yellow. It shouldn't have been a red. And, I mean, considering we were playing with a man up, I think we should have done better in this game. We played really well, but, I mean. Really, we sh- I think we should have had a few more goals, but I mean, as long as we get the win, that's what matters. But I think we could have done better uh, attacking-wise. But it, 3-0 is a good victory nonetheless. And now on to Reese James. Reese James played amazing. He's shown time and time again why maybe selling Tariq Lamptey, who's also been performing, isn't, isn't that bad of a mistake, even because... Reese James has shown that he's on par with him, and that's and he's shown he could be better, and he's shown he can be one of the best attacking right backs up there with Trent. And I mean, his his every single cross he puts into a dangerous position where we have an opportunity to score from every single ball. I don't think like I don't think he's had like one mishit cross the entire season so far, and that's that just goes to show how. How impressive he's been and how well he's been performing and why Frank has so much confidence in him and trust in him to be able to go out and perform in these games. And finally, Tammy Abraham looks really, really good. He obviously Werner coming in, everyone was like, oh, 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 I'm not really sure how much Tammy Abraham is going to be able to get into the 11 and starting 11. But I mean, when he's played, he's looked really, really impressive and he's looked dangerous. And I think he deserves a start when send a few in some games like he deserved the start in this game and he showed why he did and i think i think he deserves starts in other games especially while Pulisic is out and we can play winner on the left where he looked good even though i don't don't like him there because he's not a winger he's better as a, a, a striker but i mean he looked he looked really really good and i think he's showing why he deserves a, st- a spot in the starting 11 and finally i think we can move on to something else um, well, no, <laughs> not just yet. I, I just have one more thing to, to get to. Um, just like what I started with and what you were talking, uh, you talked about right in the beginning, the Chelsea defense. Um, and, and I feel like, you know, we're, we're not, we don't, it's not really an overstatement because we talk about like last year, you know, with the defensive troubles, but this even happened this year. I mean, you had the Brighton game right in the first, the first game of the season, uh, for Chelsea in the Premier League where that game was was kind of shaky offensively we get the 3-1 win but we thought that you know if if some lucky you know goals didn't come here and there Chelsea could have easily lost that game you have the Liverpool game with the red card uh and the Barnsley game is just I, you know we were playing Barnsley so I think that is what it is you have the West Brom game the three goals that was mistakes from Chelsea um then you have like the Crystal Palace game so you think all is good and then you have Southampton coming back 
um, to, to draw with us at 3-3. And ever since that first match day of the UEFA Champions League group stage against Sevilla, and that's when really Edward Mendy found his found his role as the Chelsea starting goalkeeper, no competition with Kepa. I think it's just been great from there. You have that game, another draw against Man United, the 4-0 win against Crosador, 3-0 win against Burnley, 3-0 now against Wren. Going to play Sheffield United this weekend. Again, we'll get to that in a minute. And I think this is, you know, a good, you know, a good way, good team to try and beat. And I think two games in a row now with Sheffield United and then next weekend against Newcastle. I think these are games that we need to take uh, and, and and win, hopefully. Um, now, back to the group stage, if anyone was, you know, wondering. Uh, again, two weeks, we'll play Wren once again. Uh, that'll be our fourth game. Fifth game um, of, you know, the first half of the match matches in the group stage will be against Sevilla. And then, and you know, that might be a good game. That could be for first place if Sevilla wins again uh, when we play Ren t- in two weeks. Um, and then to end it off, it's going to be against Krasnodar, uh, match day six of six. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens after that. Um, but I think let's go to the Sheffield United game now because I'm going a little, I'm going a little crazy with everything else. Um, we heard today that, Frank Lampard did, in fact, rule Christian Pulisic out already for this game for Chelsea uh, with his hamstring injury. Apparently, it's getting worse. Not good. Um, I mean, this is so weird because Frank Lampard called it very, very minor uh, in a press conference uh, in the game against Wren when he when he you know pulled him out. And then, oh no, sorry, that was that was last week um, when he pulled him out. And, and he said it was very minor, very, very minor. It was very minor. Like, all this minor talk, yet it's been a week, and he's still not fit to play. He's, you know, he's still suffering suffering with the hamstring injury. He's not in training. Um, midweek, his training was at a low level, and, it, and he wasn't comfortable with it. I, it. It's just scary. And, I mean, it shows he's a little bit injury-prone. Um, and, you know, that's that's... Uh, a little, a little scary, a little scary. So, so I, I'll have uh, Peter respond to that first about Pulisic. I mean, yeah, he he's seeming like he's injury prone, but I mean, I think it's just, I don't, I wouldn't say it's like because we're rushing him back because he's he's had sufficient rest. I think it's just, I think sometimes maybe he just needs a. a a while off, and instead of playing, maybe he just needs to work on strengthening his muscles and strengthening and strengthening those. And I think overall, that might be better than trying to get him back in because honestly, the longer we have him off and the longer he works on that, the more likely he'll come back better and be less likely to get injured. And I mean, without him, I don't want to say I kind of said this last episode, I think, but I don't want to say like. We don't need him because obviously he's really, really good. But we've shown we can perform without him. I think, I think just giving him a, a good amount of time off to just work on strengthening his muscles to avoid injuries like these could could be more beneficial than trying to get him back into the squad. All right, so let's do it. Let's get into the game: Chelsea versus Sheffield United. Chelsea once again uh, is in seventh in the Premier League table with twelve points, fighting with three teams for seventh, but they're in. First, due to the goal differential, it's with, uh, if anyone was wondering, Aston Villa and Arsenal uh, have 12 points as well. And then Sheffield United won from the bottom of the table uh, at number 19 with one point. So, you know, they, they've had one draw and, and six losses. Um, no wins yet. And they're also tied with Burnley 
Um, you know, they they could they could very well be in last place in the Premier League. So you know, let's just say that. Um, th- this is a game that Chelsea needs to win. Um, you know, I think they could do it well. We saw it against Burnley, what they did. So I think they could they should just repeat that uh, and get another win here against Sheffield United. So let's start off with the lineups uh, formation for me. I don't think Frank Lampard changes it. I think it's going to be a four two three one once again for Chelsea. Uh, they've been rolling with it a little bit. We might see the four three three, but that's what I'm going with. I agree. I think it's also going to be a four two three one. I I think I I think Frank Lampard was going to go with a four three three before Havertz was ruled out, and so I, I think he then switched back to four two three one to get Jorginho in. And I think he's going to stick with that in this game. And I'll just start in goal. Obviously, Mendy's going to get another start. Don't need to say it anymore. I'm just going to say Mendy is going to start, and he will do well. Yeah, let's hope he let's hope he keeps it up. I mean, this clean sheet uh, streak is is pretty cool, and I feel like I'm jinxing it, but you know we'll, we'll continue. So I do have Alex uh, Alex's uh, lineup here as well, score prediction, which we'll get to in a little bit. So he has a four three three. Um, in goal for him is going to be Edward Mendy for all three of us. It's going to be Edward Mendy, um, and I'll go to the backs. I guess I'll say his and then mine. Um, he's going to have Reese James uh, on the right side and then Ben Chilwell on the left side. I'm, mm, yeah, I'm going to have the same thing. I think Ben Chilwell will start on the left side and Reese James will start on the right. I think what you guys thought would happen last game, I think Chilwell would get a rest. I think Emerson will start on the left. He looked, I wouldn't say he looked good because he didn't really do much. But at least he didn't look bad, which is better than Marcus Alonso was done. So I think he'll get the start there. And I think on the right, Reese James, I think he's played in the last two games. So I think Aspi will get a start there. And I think in the middle, I don't see why we'd switch it up. Zuma and Silva. I could see Silva getting a rest in this game just because Frankie's shown that he likes to give him rests. But I think overall, I think we'll just stick with those two as the center back pairings. All right, so center backs. Yeah, Peter, we're I guess we're pulling the opposite now. For Alex, he's going to have Kurt Zuma and Antonio Rudiger um, in at the center back position. I think we keep the same thing. It's going to be Kurt Zuma and Thiago Silva for me. Um, you're not a big fan of the benching Thiago Silva or putting him as a substitute, I guess you can say. And Alex does it again in this game. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of funny. Um, no, I have him in in this one. I do. I I mean I mean he's he's shown that I mean I think it's less important for him to be in there if we're playing Aspie because he can be he can be the leader of the back line but I mean when when Thiago's in there he's the defense plays better with him in there but moving on to the two holding midfielders I think we're gonna give Conte a rest he's been playing really really well and he's been playing a lot. So I think we'll have uh, Jorginho and Kovacic in there. All right. So um, for Alex's four three three, his three midfielders is going to be Engolo Kante, uh, Mateo Kovacic, and Mason Mount as his three uh, three midfielders. For me, uh, my two holding midfielders, just like Peter, is going to be. Um, I think it's going to be Kovacic and Jorginho. I do think uh, Engolo Kante does need a, a little bit of a rest, and um, if we can give him one. 
against Sheffield United in this game, which I think Frank should be pretty confident about after, you know, our recent performances, I think he'll be able to um, give, give N'Golo Conte a little bit of the ra- of, of a rest. Okay, moving up to my attacking, well, I guess three attacking midfielders or attacking midfielder and two wingers. I think we'll see Mason, Mason Mount as the cam. I think we'll see Hakeem Saich get his, I think, third consecutive start out wide on the right. And I think we'll see Werner get a rest, and I think we'll see Hudson Adoy come in to start on the left. All right, so for Alex's uh, two wingers and striker, it's going to be on the, what would that be, left side. Yes, Callum Hudson Adoy. He has starting. Uh, at a striker position, he has Olivier Giroud. And uh, as well, Peter, he has Hakeem Ziyech uh, starting too. For me, I'm going to have on my left side, well, I feel I guess I'm copying Alex, but uh, my three attacking midfielders and wingers, whatever, uh, <laughs> whatever you're going to call it, since Kai Havertz is out, I do think our attacking midfielder will be Mason Mount, um, one of Frank Lampard's favorites on the team, so I don't think he has anyone else starting, and there really isn't any player to start at the attacking midfield position. Um, on the right side as well, Hakeem Ziyech will start. On the left side, I'm also going to have Callum Hudson-Odoi start. Up top for me, I don't like Alex's decision to put Drew in there. I wish he was here so I could ask him, because Tammy Abraham... I said it earlier, has been playing really, really, really well. And he's deserved to start. And I think he'll start here. And I think he'll score. I think he'll score because he's been playing really, really well. Who, okay, I don't know if he'll score, but he'll be involved in, in a goal, definitely. Uh, he's going to be a, a big part of this game. Yeah, and I, I completely agree with you, Peter. I have Tammy Abraham in as well uh, as my starting striker. I hope he gets a goal. You know, I would li- I would like that. Um, once again, our injuries for Chelsea is Kai Havertz due to coronavirus, Christian Pulisic with the hamstring injury, and then Billy Gilmore is still struggling uh, with the knee injury. Don't don't see Frank would start him in this game, though, um, if he had the chance. You know, maybe he would. I don't know what, what his plans are. I, I, I would have seen – I think we would have seen Billy Gilmore in maybe one of the UEFA Champions League group stages for some reason, like maybe coming in as a substitute. Um, but I don't, I don't want to project anything that didn't happen. Um all right, so score prediction now. I'm gonna go. I really hope it. I, I really hope the clean sheet happens once again. I'm gonna go two nil Chelsea. I think it's going to be. I think we're gonna win four zero. I think we're gonna have a really good performance even without Timo Werner, and I think Tammy Abraham is gonna show why he deserves more starts. And I think we'll win four zero and keep another clean sheet, which I would love to see. Much like you said, I would love to see that. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it would be so, so cool. Um, and, and Edouard Mendy, just to give him more and more confidence. I think it's it's so great to see, you know, a goalkeeper that has confidence in, in goal and who's, like, doing doing stuff well, you know, making good saves. Um, and I think if we get another win, it's, it's, looking, it's looking good for Chelsea. Um, 2-0 win for Chelsea as well, coming from Alex. I think that's going to do it for this episode of Talking Blues. Um, some stuff I got to get into first, though, actually, right in the beginning. Uh, go follow us on Twitter at Talking Blues Pod. Go wherever you listen and subscribe. Um, we're on mostly every platform, so wherever you're listening, please subscribe. Yep. Um, give us a rating and review on a five star rating on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, or write us a, a five star review. Put some nice stuff there. Um, wherever you're listening, please share with at least one friend, share with friends and family, share on your social media, especially Twitter. And if you're on Twitter, uh, be sure when you share, tag us at Talking Blues Pod so we know you did it. 
Um, that would be great. Once again, episode 15, that's a wrap for it. We will see you next time. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.